Hey, everybody, I'm Kai. This is Politics Inside Out from Marketplace. It is Trump Day. I don't even know what, like eight or nine or ten. Andrea, help me out. What is it? I think it's, uh, let's see, seven, eight, nine, ten. I think it's ten. Ten. We're in double digits. That is Andrea Seabrook. She is our Washington Bureau. T plus ten. Andrea Seabrook is our Washington Bureau Chief. She is in Washington, D.C. Also on the phone today is Dan Gorenstein from our studios at WHYY in Philadelphia, PA. Um, because we're going to talk health care, Mr. Gorenstein, and, and yes, you, sir. you are the subject matter expert. Uh, because as we all know, it was a ginormous part of not only the president-elect's uh, agenda the past uh, year, but also the Republicans the past, like, six. So, Dan, first I want to talk a little bit of policy here. The mantra has been um, repeal and replace. What uh, does that mean? I mean, you, you, can't, you can't actually talk about this with, in any straight way without first saying nobody really knows, <laughs> right, okay? Right, um, So, but, but what is clear is that uh, Republicans have voted to repeal uh, the Affordable Care Act. I think it's 51 times yeah. so far. So they're really practiced at the repeal part of it. They're not so great at the replace, although last year they did get a plan both through the House and the Senate, and it made it all the way to Obama's desk. It got uh, vetoed by President huh. Obama, obviously. But uh, I think the key idea here of repeal and replace means taking a couple of uh, big ideas that are embedded in the Affordable Care Act, like expanding Medicaid right. and um, giving people uh, subsidies to buy insurance on the exchanges. I think that idea might stay, but there are things like that, Kai, that are really going to be completely shifted right. around. So, so that idea, Andrea, actually, that Dan talked about, about this idea of things that might stay. The president-elect, within, I think, 48 hours of his election, said, yeah, you know, there are some things we might keep on this. So, <laughs> so the idea of replace is fluid at best. Fluid at best. And I think that the thing to remember... <laughs> Is again that we are on Mars. This is, you know, the. I'm it is, sorry, I have to get it in. Every, I know. Every right, podcast, no, no, I, I got to get it in. <laughs> I got to get it in. And the point is that, like, we've never seen a president who could sort of reverse engineer everything that he has said during a campaign right. and not actually be sort of held to that. So it's fascinating to watch it. It's also fascinating to remember that, like, this is a man who didn't have that many connections to the Republican establishment when right. he was even running. And, you know, it was the it was a Republican House, Senate and White House that expanded the Medicare prescription drug program, mm-hmm. Medicare Part D. It's it's not when you get to the point where you say, oh, I'm going to do this, this and that. And then suddenly, oh, wait, but people really love keeping their, you know, kids on their insurance mm-hmm. until they're 26. People really love not being denied because, oh, my gosh, they got some illness when they were whatever age and now they can't get coverage. Once you say, OK, well, you know, kind of we think we'll keep the things people like you get into the real you get into the flypaper of how you right. make that work financially. So, Dan, let's take it apart a little bit, right? And acknowledging that this was a 2,000-page piece of legislation, plus or minus, let's take through a couple of the things that might either stay or or might be gone. First of all, um, pre-existing conditions. I'm going to say it's going to be hybridized. I think, I mean, I just got, I I just got off the phone. Yeah. You like that hybridized? I know that's a nice word, right? Like, 
I just got off the phone with one of the leading uh, conservative health policy thinkers. And what he said to me was, you know, what we really need is we need a new kind of like baseline, super duper affordable, catastrophic plan. So it's going to be like a he actually even compared it to BJ's, like a BJ's type plan that is so easy to afford. Everybody's going to kind of have it. I, I don't even know what a BJ's is type Costco? plan is. I what think is, it's Costco. Is, oh, Costco. Like Costco. All right. That's right. Yeah. All right. All right. Got it. Yeah. So you get the executive member of Costco. All right. So anyway, <laughs> For you, so you people go there. on the left coast. Right. I, I want a prediction. Here's here's what I need. Pre-existing conditions. That the, the guarantee that you'll be covered if you have a pre-existing condition. Does it stay or does it go or you don't know? Goes. It goes. Wow, big one. All right. Individu- oh, I'm in- so not with all right, you. All right. Well, okay, it's not a contest. It's not a contest. <laughs> it's not a contest. You, you get your whack later, Ms. Seabrook. Um, <laughs> the idea of the individual mandate that you will be penalized if you don't have health insurance, Dan, does it stay or does it go? Goes. That, that's yeah. gone. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you. Uh, the idea that kids get to stay on the parents' plan until uh, 26. Oh, forget it, man. That stays. All right. That, like the sun comes up tomorrow, that stays. Okay. Uh, the expansion uh, of being able to buy insurance across state lines, which is now uh, not allowed under Obamacare. Well, actually, it is allowed under Obamacare. This thing is so misunderstood. Right. I mean, I, I think, make, I think make they're going to do make some, me smart I, in three sentences or less. Right. They're going to they're going to people will propose some window dressing type thing that makes it seem like that's what's happening. But I don't think it's ever going to really happen. Insurers don't want to happen. Gotcha. Andrea Seabrook. Now it's your turn. Thank you very much for waiting. And I have to ask you first. of all, Well, right. So uh, you actually think uh, the preexisting condition things is going to stay. Well, I think that if there is any kind of hybridization, as Dan is saying, and Dan obviously knows this way better than I, I'm talking politically now, they will figure out a way to keep it, to to be able to say politically that they have kept it. So they may rein it in a little bit. um, But this is one of those things that helped Obamacare pass in the first place. It's one of the few things that politically everyone in the country felt like was totally unfair in the industry. And so they're not going to roll that back lest they look like the sort of miserly old guy (laughs) who's going to, you know, who's going to take away everything from the people who are already. Exactly. Now, let me get to the bigger question with you, Andrea. and, And I'm sure this is the conversation inside the beltway. How's it going to go when Republicans in Congress make noises about taking coverage away from 20 million people who've gotten it under Obamacare, right? Because that's the political nut of this thing. It is the political nut. And people, you know, it's amazing how quickly people get used to benefits that they didn't have before. And so, you know, there there are a lot of people out there who might say that they want this to go away and hate how much they're paying um, and also don't want to be cut off from going to a doctor and uh, don't want to return to the land of, oh, I have the flu. I have to go to the E.R., um, so, mm-hmm. you know, it, you know, I think this is, you know, as we've been saying before, this is much stickier than the, you know, literally dozens and dozens of times that Republicans over the last oh, eight yeah. years have, yeah, yeah. quote unquote, voted to repeal right. and replace right. Obamacare. Once you actually actually are in charge of governing and figuring out what to do instead, like I said, the flypaper right. of making the money work is so much harder than it sounds. What we don't really, what most people don't understand in our country, I think, is what the Affordable Care Act really is about 
is it defines insurance. Exactly. And what Andrea is just talking about here is it, it is it has rejiggered how we think about what insurance actually means, how it plays out, where you can go, what you're expected, what you're entitled to. And that's the problem the Republicans are going to face when they try to make changes. Okay, so and not on only the- that, but it, let me yeah. and let's not forget insurance is big business. Well, and exactly. insurance, as Dan has reported many times, very astutely, these businesses have completely reoriented themselves to an entire new yep. regulatory regime, and unwinding that, if you want to, is. Is, so, is a crazy ask. So it's Dan, a big ask. Right. So, Dan, what happens on January 20th when uh, repeal and replace becomes something closer to reality with uh, Republicans in full control in Washington? What do the insurance company lobbyists say to their Republican friends in Congress when the Republicans say, yeah, we're going to dismantle this thing. We're going to pull it apart. What do the insurers yeah. say? I think the insurers are going to say to their Republican friends help us make it easier to price our products. Huh. I, I think we, we, we have to even pull back from this in a way because like when we talk about the Affordable Care Act, we're talking about the individual marketplace. We're not mm-hmm. talking about where most people get their insurance, right? Exactly, which is, which is through what? their employers. Exactly. So, right. So, and, and a lot of insurers, a lot of the way they make their money is that they're this sort of third party operator, sort of the middleman for the largest employers in the country and, and the doctors and the hospitals. Like that's how most of them make their money. Mm-hmm. This individual marketplace is a, is a piece of their business. They want it to work. They want it to function. They want to be able to make money. They want to be able to easily predict how to make money. And, and what we're talking about here is unchanging the changes, right, Andrea? Yes. And, and, and they want to be, let me add another, yeah. you know, another adjective to that. They want it to be <laughs> profitable. Yeah. There's a reason why keeping kids up to age 26 uh, on their parents' plans is not going anywhere, as Dan said. And that's because these people are mainly healthy and their parents are regular payers who will keep them on. And that helps the whole entire pool, right? There's a reason why they would they might like to rejigger the pre-existing thing because those, you know, those people have a big drain on that. But l- let me back up for a second and say politically, like purely politically, I think it's a stretch to say that Donald Trump... Trump was elected because people wanted to change Obamacare. Oh, no, no, no. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. And we haven't said that. But like that that means that if he has a mandate. A a very big if. That's that's when the cards and letters start coming, lady. Come on. You know. Okay, Right. I know that. And if there is a mandate from the people who voted for him, let's say it like that. Okay. Yep. Yep. It's about trade. It's about yep. jobs. It's about manufacturing. It's about, you know, the economy. It is not so much about health care. There are a lot of people who don't love Obamacare. Yep. But if he goes and makes that his big thing, he's going to be disappointing a lot of people. Great insight. Dan, let, I, go I, ahead. I don't want to say my wife is wrong. Uh, my, my, my wife. I don't want to say my boss <laughs> is wrong here. How about that for a Freudian slip? I hope Whoa. we keep that in the podcast. We, we, yeah, we yeah, all yeah. should know that Andrea is Dan's editor, but that's a whole different podcast. That's a whole different podcast. I think Dan is totally <laughs> my office husband. <laughs> we certainly <laughs> fight like my husband so, and I do. So wait. So Dan, get, get your point in, and, and then I have one more thing. Since, since nominally I'm running this freaking thing here. Come on. Okay. Okay. So not that I want to disagree with my boss here, but there was a, there's a poll that just came out from Reuters that said more Americans want Trump to tackle health care than any other issue. And one of the people that was quoted right. was saying, the reason, the reason I want this taken care of first 
is because healthcare is too expensive. Hmm. And I think one of the things that people are going to end up realizing is as these Republicans come up with ideas to try to unwind this, they're going to have to be very careful. That's the right. needle that they're going right. to have to thread. Right. And let me yeah. say this, everybody for 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, all these presidents, Republicans, Democrats, it doesn't matter, have been trying to figure that out. Right. And no one has yet. Right. Exactly. All right. Um, so last thing, and it's the same question for both of you. Uh, and Dan, you get to go first. When we get to the midterms, 2018, what does the Affordable Care Act look like? Um, I think the Affordable Care Act looks pretty much like it does now mm. with some minor tweaks as they have a, as they're sort of turning the ship slowly to have it looks, look different afterwards. Right. Also, don't forget there's a, there's a real political advantage here. Pre, you know, premiums went up hugely this past year. Yeah. If Republicans sort of do nothing and let Obamacare kind of die on the vine, premiums are likely to go up even more. Uh, generating lots of terrible headlines and arguably, even though you might be misleading the public, uh, making it seem like killing Obamacare is absolutely a necessity. Andrea, same question to you. I think if there's one place it could look really different, it is in tax policy. I think tax incentives to buy health care, tax penalties for not doing it. I think that's the place where because I my bet, frankly, is on major tax reform in the first two years Hmm. more than anything else and less so health health care focused thing. I think that the tax reform Hmm. is where you will see the real difference. And that could change the economics of the thing. Also, let's not forget midterms perilous for a first-term Always president. For the party in power, yeah. And, yep, yeah. we'll see what happens with that. All right, she is uh, Andrea Seabrook. Uh, she's our Washington, D.C. bureau chief. Uh, she is on Twitter, at Radio Babe. Dan Gorenstein is our healthcare correspondent. He is at DM Gorenstein. You spell it just like it sounds. Um, I'm at Kai Rizdahl. On Monday, we're going to do a little um, economic policy deep dive with Ms. Seabrook about the Democrats and how they regroup. Um, in the meanwhile, keep hitting us up on Twitter with questions. It's at Marketplace is the broadcast. And uh, if you go on iTunes, uh, leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Tell us you love us. Tell us you hate us. But, you know, be kind either way. Uh, <laughs> all right, you two. Thanks. See ya. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, guys. This is APM.